The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. If we want to, we can leave your friends behind. Cause your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, this is a conversation with Jason Woodside. It's 2020, early February, and I'm sitting across from Jason on a Vistler trip, the annual creator's trip. We know his work, we've seen it across cityscapes somewhat about what makes him tick, how he's wired, and some early perspectives on how he got to plan and curate this path that he's so proficiently walking and we get to admire and be inspired by. I certainly do. We talk about color, creativity, the tension with perfection, hobbies, legacy, a mentality of repairing things. It's more about the servanthood with which he regards himself and his work and less about doing art but more about thinking about it. That show was interesting to me. Thank you for sharing the flow of your creativity and just how important the actual process is to you. I hope this is as insightful and helpful to you as a creative. Well, we're all creative, but how Jason goes about his work really makes it more understandable and that it's already understandable but the emphasis behind his approach to it could help you it certainly did me thank you introducing jason woodside we can dance we can dance everybody's taking taking the Are there headphones or not? No, I'm just getting leveled. You're welcome to listen to these if you want, though. Get get more in the zone. Stay on that mic if you can. Stay on it? Yeah. More like this. Have some Get your level of those. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Push it forward. Uh, further? Yeah. Oh, good. Perfect. Cool. Hello, hello. 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 Yeah. Yeah. J A S O N W O O D S I D E. Exclamation point. <laughs> I know the answer to the question because you've told me before and I've never forgotten it and think about it every day. Oh, no, day. I hope but it's consistent with what I told no, you. Yeah, well, you tell us. Um, what do you tell yourself when you wake up the first thing? Oh, you're, you're going to be successful. You're going to make it happen. You're a famous artist. I don't know. Anything to kind of... 
I don't know. It was weird. Like I'd literally write it on the mirror. You know, I don't, I don't know if I heard it from just some crazy motivational speaker guy, but it telling yourself and manifesting is so real. Um, firm believer of just you create your own and um, it's up to you to, and you're your own enemy as well. So it's just, it's up to you to really um, fabricate those uh, goals and future, you know, endeavors and positive things. So if you if you if you're in a negative headspace, chances are it's going to snowball effect into something weird. And if you're super positive and you optimistic and you want to really just honestly passionate about what you do, um, chances are you're going to be successful because you love it. You know, you're not doing it for money. You're not doing it for culture advances. You're just there to to make yourself feel like you know amazing. You know, it's like a drug or something without taking drugs. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you've been doing that for so long and it's in a trained practice, which is amazing. But do you think that, do you go through seasons where you neglect to embrace that discipline and then you feel like you need to bring it back to balance or is it just that's the way you wired and it's helpful? Uh, I think everybody's to their own, but I think I'm a believer in, in moderation and I feel like if you, you kind of have to give it a break, it comes in pulses. It's like the ocean, just like nature, just like seasons. It, it comes in pulses, and there's a time to kind of harvest that stuff, and there's a time to think about it, you know. And I think the growth thing um, happens over time, and it's, uh, you know, you only really progress through process. So you really have to take those risks and mess up to really progress because, you know, you're not going to a museum and looking at a bunch of Andy Warhols and being like, oh, I'm going to paint this, you know. And I find that unfortunately that's like a real direction of schooling and that sort of thing like let's go study this artwork but it's actually not really take it's like contradicting taking risks it's like oh this stuff is super famous let's copy it and then i'll kind of branch out a little bit but keep it consistent with what that looks like so i don't know i feel it all comes out of process and i feel like it is it does come in waves and i feel like it comes in my dreams and it comes in um energy and and um i probably i don't know i think a lot more about art than doing it and i think that that's just the way that i am like i had a studio in new york that it was so weird because i i would do big mural pieces um on site but i had a studio space to literally go and just think about things and think about and write down goals and get in my own headspace and and kind of micro or even hyper focus on what I can do different as well as keeping it consistent so baby steps so it was, it was like a head game for me you know what I mean so it's a lot of fun but at the same time you need the space and you need the the head to really create and to um advance and that's just the way that my mind works a lot of artists you know um go through life changes and they they change like um the art changes and stuff and i try to stay consistent but um i really thrive listening to music and being in nature and i figured that out after spending 20 years in new york city <laughs> it's kind of like i i really am yearning for nature and the smells and the colors and the light and um, New York was always a funny one for me. I liked the way that my art looked in urban areas, but my 
head was really involved with kind of I don't know really inspired by nature and movement and something as simple as the light and I just wanted to go and live in those places where the light was so beautiful and I think in the past two years spending a lot more time in California Southern California it was just the orange and sort of pink light in the afternoon when it was kind of my creative time I was open to accepting those sort of beautiful tones and it's really coming out of my art with with fades and and that's that sort of thing so um yeah i'm happy about the moves it's been great <laughs> wow that's that is so insightful and thank you <laughs> for sharing that because it when i look at your art i wouldn't naturally think luckily i know you and we've spent time together so i see your inspiration being drawn and it's not right on the nose but I wouldn't look at your art and go, oh, that's inspired by nature. Yeah. But I think there's a stark comparison and maybe that tension that you're wrestling with is what we're seeing and enjoying, you know? Right. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a trip. I, and I get a lot of different, I mean, art's so subjective. People, you know, it means this thing to that person and this thing to that person. But it's, I guess if you were to ask me about it, it's not about the figurative, the obvious. It's, it's about the contrast and what it does to your eye and how it affects your um your emotions so it was the idea when i kind of started was like to put something on the street that was just really positive because there was so much of a work culture it was just you know how much volume is on that sidewalk that's going to see your artwork and um is it going to make their day you know that was epic because the first wall that i did it was like there's so much foot traffic by it it was in manhattan downtown just off bowery which is a really high traffic area and over the course of painting it over a couple days it was like people were like you know what what are you doing you know and i think at the time that i was doing that stuff it was a little bit less common for somebody to do something less as not so literal like i feel like there's a lot of people painting faces and a lot of people incorporating these things that are in my head they're a little bit more obvious um and figurative and i I didn't like that you know a face means different things to different people a bird means different things to different people a tree um and those things could be negative you know what i mean so with color and shapes and contrasts of you know, if I put a circle on a square building, that's a contrast in itself. And then if I incorporate all these color contrasts within the piece, then it's kind of like your eye is kind of doing a thing as well. So it was more based on the contrast stuff and, and introducing something positive to the community that was um, sometimes super inspiring. Sometimes people would pick out, a you know, two different colors and say, oh, that was the first color of my skateboard. Or something. You know what I mean? Something cool like that. So I got a lot of visibility on those first couple pieces and i just in my head i was like i i just nailed it like i i i need to do this because people are so psyched on it you know and it makes me feel so good that i'm incorporating something positive into the community so it's it's interesting how how careful you were to be positive and how elaborate you had to be about making something that's so essentially i wouldn't i don't want to use the word simple right but and generic's the wrong one too but that stark contrast of the lines and the repeats it's like it kind of means the same thing to everyone so how is it making them feel right wow so you you've removed yourself and the audience's emotions from the piece 
and replaced it with something that can really only be perceived. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in art, it, the, the social pressures in an age group, in a, in a industry, say if you're in skateboarding, which I was super, I loved skateboarding. I grew up skateboarding, grew up surfing, those sorts of things. I feel like a lot of the art was very, um, I don't know. It was like tough, you know, which I, I always really, I was like, I really want this to be tough, you know, like skulls and garage painting and, and that sort of stuff, really rough. And, um, you know, I think there was a time in my life where I was, I was like, you know what, that's not, that's not my thing. You know what I mean? Trying to incorporate, trying to con like contrive things, incorporating things that were socially popular at the time or trends. And it's funny when you're kind of creating your voice and how you look back and you're like, whoa, what was I thinking? It's like the sick pattern or whatever it was, cool color combination. And then I put like a figure on it. <laughs> it's like, it was funny. I didn't know how to deal with those social, social sort of pressures and in that art community, because you know, what's hip is what's hip and it's, it might not necessarily um, mesh with your personality or what you're trying to get out there. So um, it was a funny one. I, I, when building my brand or I guess people would say that, but it was actually just, I'm so fascinated with color and what it does to your head. So, and I just stuck to that. I was like, I have to keep going and exploring because I love color so much. So are they, it's funny. I'm asking, <sighs> the same kinds of questions of all the creators and innovators on this trip and it's it was intentionally not a, a panel discussion so that what you say gets thought of or influenced in somebody else's answer yeah but i think listening to this conversation from every different perspective is so interesting and your understanding of the psychology of color and the influence on people's emotions and its response in a painting specifically or an art piece is so so calculated and, and uber controlled are there colors that you don't like and don't yeah. use oh, could God. you name them yeah I, you know it's funny um, and I just don't know if it's the manufacturer but generally there's no opaque colors in the realm of orange and yellows um, and I don't care to use those colors i really like blue and i really don't like green you know what i mean those sorts of things it doesn't mean that they don't go well together but i don't i don't know if you use too much of either of those i i just you know of of orange and green i just i don't know my head just doesn't accept it you know what i mean so one of the ways that i was trying to kind of um adjust with that stuff was you know why don't i do a fade why don't i go from orange to yellow or orange to red so it takes it kind of cuts that harshness so i'm really been exploring that the past couple of years so so wow so. so we talk about art and being creative and you speak about your insecurities and realizing your own voice was where you really needed to stay and I feel like that's true for everyone. And I'm constantly just trying to tell people, like, I'm just trying to stay in my own lane yep. and do me. Yeah. But there's a natural growing process to be to to find your your grip, your groove. And 
do you agree with that that i mean you've found your groove but the influence that you get and the inspiration along the way is necessary yep my question is do you agree with that and how does inspiration influence you now you talked about the nature but when it comes to surfing surfboards and the kinds of things we're doing it's like looking over your shoulder or looking to the side just seems like it gets in the way of what people could really be their best at which is them absolutely man and just growing up and becoming more mature and being able to identify and be aware of what what and how things were influencing me um and how it didn't it didn't click and it would be really short term but now i can see if i'm making a slight change in what i'm doing if this is long term or if this is short term and it was like you know it's like the the roof blew off and i was like oh here we go you know so once i got past those insecurities of being like you know well you know i love i love i love making art is it is it cool in a community you know what i mean and it's once i got comfortable with what i was doing and i just went on my own road and that was epic i don't know i just kind of tuned a lot of that stuff out like people say oh did you go to the museum did you, you know what artists are you into at this point stuff and what's your inspiration and the inspiration wasn't coming from artists at all it's coming from music um artists painting artists and stuff like that like i didn't go to the museum and look at lichtensteins or um andy warhols or any of those radical contemporary artists i was going i took inspiration from from things like uh sounds really cheesy but um you know um like love and friendships and um trust and um those people that were in my life were the most inspirational things ever you know they're so it's like how does this person handle these situations and um i really respect that and that was the stuff that made me feel way better than going and looking at you know a basquiat i thought he was a beautiful artist but when it's stripped back and the things that made a lot of sense to me um, were more about the personality and I didn't know those people. So yes, I like their art, but it's not going to influence me artistically. Does that make sense? Gosh, it makes so much sense. I've never heard, we've had a discussion about this before and I understood it to part and now it's complete. So let me see if I can (laughs) (laughs) reiterate it. No, it's so interesting because what you said which is sticking with me is yes the art was memorable maybe to a certain point but the relationships and the friendships that you were pursuing and the way people handled things were more lasting and therefore of a bigger influence so seek those things so like wow yeah because obviously art is going to inspire one like looking at another surfboard would make you think about whatever you're making but the relationships with the person you're buying your coffee from daily might be of more value and bigger inspiration. Absolutely. Okay, I'm, I'm yeah. understanding. Okay. So that gets those juices of positivity going. And with any with anything that I do, it's not direct or it's not specific at all. It's like you take it in like you're a sponge and whatever comes out is what comes out. And it's like, you know, I, I have a commission coming up and they're like, we really love the mountains. And I was like, you know what? great i'm gonna consider that but what comes out i can't promise it's gonna look like a mountain in my eyes it'll look like a mountain when i'm thinking about and what i'm considering when making this piece it could easily be a landscape you know and if i explain this process to you it would make a lot more sense than a you know 
outsider coming in and being like, well, it looks like <laughs> something totally different. But I do consider those things, especially during commission stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm not a figurative artist, you know, and I, my, my brain doesn't work like that. It's kind of like the obvious things were such a deterrent um, for really thriving for me. It was like, I want it to be very, very um, organic and not, just something a little deeper than the obvious, you know, like if I paint a tree, then, uh, yeah, there's, there's other, as a human, I feel like you can twist it a little bit. Do you know what I mean? So, and I guess that's really vague putting it that way, but it was just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Just not, not a direct sort of dude. I like to kind of explore and do my own thing. And, um, yeah. So does, does it take, um, I appreciate that you put the ownership, <laughs> turning it from the customer's point of view back. It's like, hey, you're hiring me to do this commission piece. Yeah, it's got to be the reins are mine at the end of the day. This is why you've hired me. Yeah. So I appreciate that, and I really respect you for how you command that within the role you do. And I I look at especially just since we're around so many surfboards, and most of the conversations are about them. I'm wondering how often we've pushed surfboards and designs and real like progressive experimentation into the wrong direction because everyone's looking for these perfect things that are supposed to hang on Christmas trees. Like once we made them an ornament as opposed to just, you know, people ask for something and I'm like, you know what? It's not going to be that way. I've heard your inspirational thoughts and your motivation, like the landscape. I've heard the mountain reference. Yeah, absolutely. um, We're going, if you just trust me, if they're trusting you to paint a mural in a city, if they're trusting you to build a surfboard, yeah, you need to start to let go so that th- so that that motivation and the inspiration actually comes out. Those positive thoughts that you had created. Oh God! And it's just like if even in this situation here, it was like we were making surfboards and glassing them and stuff. And it was funny. I was doing something with Jeff McCallum, and he was really showing me just very very basic things and he's just like what do you want to do and i was like are you kidding me like i would never tell you what i want (laughs) you know what i'm saying i want to i want you to look at me and and say this is what jason will love this you know what i'm saying those sorts of things and that's how i respond as an artist it's kind of like you hire me so you've seen something or you like the energy that i put out um let's work together and then super wolf just being like what do you want i was like yeah right i can't tell you what to put on there you know you and and you know i i look up to you guys so much and um and i i just the artistic side of things you know growing up in florida is just you know there's a there's a handful of cool shapers and stuff and there's some amazing ones at the moment but it was such an industry that was so far removed for from me growing up it was kind of you know the surf shops that we did have it was very very mainstream and um it was such a longing for something so different and um just being associated with with you guys and the brand it's just so beautiful and it helps it helps me with my creativity because it helps um just bring to light just different ways of approaching um certain circumstances with you know board building and glassing and stuff and considering you know collaborations and stuff like that so i think as a whole i take it all in rather than very specific times so it's like what does that piece mean to you it's it's like a it's like a you know a, a, 
a river and a mountain. It's like, yeah, that's what it is, but this is actually what, this is the whole piece for me and it makes me really happy. And um, the light's really beautiful and um, this inspires me. Um, so I like this project and this kind of meeting of all of us dudes is, is just this really inspiring um, positive energy thing that kind of helps me um, and, and I think helps all of us kind of be more aware and understand um, just the creative thing, just another amazing project. So, I think for, for me to comment on that, it, it is amazing. It's amazing to collaborate and the whole thing, but for me what's the most beneficial might seem ironic is watching somebody do what they do. Yeah. So watching Al Alex laminate and watching you paint is I learned so much from your process. And yeah. it's got to do with even w when I look at um, Brian or Jeremiah behind the lens, Jeremiah's cadence behind the camera tells me more about the photographs he's taking. Yeah, I know. It's and cool. I know that you'll appreciate the photograph, but there's a disconnect between how it was taken that to get to see that. So watching other people shape and foil fins and gloss boards and you painting, it's like that process I think is what sort of cross pollinates. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a, it's a trip because we've all had our own experiences and we're all looking at the end result of all of those experiences. And it's so killer to see how DIY it is and how versatile it is and how resourceful it is. That's, the inspiration for me that's the killer side of it it's like oh let me paint cool i'm gonna go make some paint you know what i mean or i want to make some dye or i want to make this color or, um i'm gonna make this stencil it's up to you to make it you're not gonna go to the store and buy that stuff like it's up to you to to manifest this creativity um and the end result so those are the things that i take with me after these amazing getaways and um the conversation and stuff you know it's not so direct it's really just being with like-minded human beings that are doing a radical stuff and um, you just have such a connection with so I like that you brought that up because it's I feel creating and innovating is a great way to sum up a, a path before us all and feel like we're all creative and those moving the meter and the certain principles could be innovative but the concept of DIY I feel is the precursor to all of those things. Oh. So the motivation to do something will probably be better practiced by consistently fixing and repairing things. Yep. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. If anybody knows DIY, it's Donald Brink, you know. <laughs> it's just <laughs> making my own, you know, making your own stencils, doing this and that, taking huge risks, man. So it's I think it's so radical. And so inspiring, you know, it's just... Did you grow up pick, fixing things, repairing things? I mean, you were always a painter, artist, but I yeah. consider you a tinkerer too. Because well, yeah, absolutely. And I think it comes from that hyper-focus. I didn't really know that I was a painter until I moved to New York that really nurtured that creativity and, and kind of surrounded myself by people, you know, 17, 18 years old. You don't know that it's a you can actually make a living from this thing or um, how amazing Very it is. Very few do, by oh, the way. Oh, I know, <laughs> but they made, it, they made it realistic, which is like a mind blower. So, you know, coming from a place like St. Augustine, Florida, I grew up there, a small beach town, really beautiful, 
um, the beach was the babysitter, you know, and when there wasn't any waves, we'd be resourceful enough to, to, you know, we'd make skateboard ramps or we'd paint or we'd draw or s- and stuff like that. So, um, when I was 17, 18, I moved to New York to be a filmmaker. I really wanted to make films. And, um, I think the whole time I was so jealous of the, of the painter kids. <laughs> I was just like, Oh my God. But I didn't, I didn't want, I don't know how to explain it. I, I love the painting thing. I just didn't know enough about it, but I liked the light and the movement in movies. So as I look at it now, if I look at my past, it's such a funnel where it's like I started just chipping off these things. I love playing in bands and I kind of teetered off that and I love the music and what it does now is it inspires me and I love the movies and I love writing. But when people look at my work, they, you know, in some terms, they're, they're kind of like, this this could easily be language you know what i mean so um so i think it the end result of what you're seeing now is all of those elements kind of coming to a head and it's it's the fascination with color movement and light so i had to go through all those things to really get to the end result and um when you're looking at us it's just you know these are the things that we taught ourselves to get us here today so it's like the you know I don't have this tool so I'm going to make it you know so I think that's radical and I think that that's something that culture really needs to learn to do better do you know what I mean um it's not all about the end result it's all about the process I do a piece a huge you know wall painting in a big city I get depressed two weeks after I'm like oh my god I you know what do I do now you know so I love the process so much that it's like this is why I'm here and that's why I do it because I feel like this is my place and I'm so happy about it. You know, it's a really emotional thing. It's just, um, you know, and I, I take a day or two and I look at the community and I look at the wall and I look at the color palette and, um, whatever comes out, comes out. So, um, I'm just, I'm amped on, on, how I got there, you know, and it's so interesting to see how all of you guys got where you are today, you know, and it's, it's not easy at all. And you really have to, um, block a lot of things out, you know, including elements of friends and family, you know, get a real job, get a real job, which is so true. It's crazy, man. You know, like that side of things was such a discouragement, just really, really hard. But, you know, it also cuts, cuts out the ones that are, just severely passionate about things um and it pushes them forward and um i feel like all of us here are kind of a part of that i i agree but i want to kick back and passionate about things was better said when you were saying you just love the process yeah because it's it's it comes down to be besotted with the process and and i mean i know it is difficult to make a living in the arts that's a broad brush stroke (laughs) yeah but you know like we've heard that we've seen it but it's pretty amazing to live a life of passion and being passionate about a process whether that's after hours or full time it's that's how the lane gets deeper and deeper and more refined for each and every person yep it's the lane of process. Absolutely. Um, we should trademark that. <laughs> I know. That should be a t-shirt. That, seem, that yeah. <laughs> seems so defined. But, you know, those conversations helped me see that so clearly. 
the the one thing I would like you to expound on um, when you're working mm-hmm. and you've been uh, you've been commissioned a piece or it's your own and these might be two totally different conversations the concept of perfection is something <laughs> we clearly all strive for we, we, there's a, a standard within each and every one of us um, your work looks perfect to me <laughs> There's a relationship. <laughs> there's a relationship with perfection that every one of us have. Could you at all explain what the conversation within your own mind is? How does the dialogue in your own mind go battling between when things are perfect or not, or the rub within perfection comes oh, into the mix? Because yeah. it's it's interesting. Because I can't see that, but I'd love to maybe hear it from your words. Yeah, yeah. I think if it's perfect, you're not you're not taking them enough risks man you know that's almost like being too comfortable so um i think that it's funny people kind of see my work from a couple feet back and they're like well it looks really perfect and they go up and they're really intrigued like okay how tight is it and i find that so annoying you know and i'm just like oh my god they it's almost like people want it to be a computer that did it when it's those imperfections that I'm obsessed with, you know, the oversprays and the lighter paints and the thinner paints and stuff. It's just, those are the products that made me create what it is. So, and, and those are the lines and I don't know. And if it was too perfect, um, it doesn't look, it doesn't look real. I like the labor intense and the, the process I don't know. I, I I don't like perfect because I don't like I said, I feel like it's too comfortable, you know, and, and you're not you're not taking too many risks, you know. So um but it's it's like what you guys do. I think that's perfect. You know what I mean? I'm like, Oh my god, those lines are so perfect or um you know, and, and I think that comes from a respect that, you know, I'm not gonna hyper focus on the exact measurements i'm going to take it as a whole and i'm going to look at it and i'm going to look at donnie because i think he's a radical dude and put them together and that's amazing and that's perfect for me you know what i mean but as the individual creating the art i feel like it's hard to say that anything is um is perfect i think i still have tons and tons of growth to do and a lot of exploring to do so i think in my craft i've I have a lot of attention to detail, but um, I think that uh, I'm more interested in taking those risks at this point. So, we'll we'll finish off on this. Um, what what is next for you? And obviously, without spilling all the beans, um, is it the size of the piece or the fine detail? But what what I what have you put to, together for this year? I don't know if you work like this, but maybe like what are the things you're working on immediately that are pushing you and you don't know the answers to yet? I don't know. I think it was in my past, it was kind of based on um, volume, you know, and getting it out there and and um, getting it out there real fast, you know, just in, and moving on to the next one. And I think after, you know, five, six, seven years of doing that, it kind of wears you out and um I'm really excited for this year. I have three projects, um, big ones that I'm really excited about. And it, it's allowing me to kind of, um, it's really allowing me to kind of just look at, just focus on those 
and also continue to take risks in the studio. Um, the projects themselves are community-based or city-based, so it's not private clients. It's like on a larger scale, which is beautiful. And it, and what that means to me is the reach. So I'm able to work with transport, you know, public transport or um, things of those nature, like larger organizations where you're able to get a lot more visibility and less focused on consumerism and, and those sorts of things, which is radical. It's like the at the end of the day, you want to make somebody's day who's just going to work. And if it makes their day for five minutes, that's killer. Your job is done. You that's know? exactly what you said when we started. That's, yeah, yeah. That's and really I, I stand true to that. It's just you 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 want to contribute to the community in a positive way and you're just a servant, you know what I mean? So, and I'm so fascinated with all, with that angle of doing things that it, I don't mean to do it, but it just makes me feel amazing to do it. So if I can bring them that, then, then I'm, I'm, I'm a happy human, you know? So. Well, it's, I mean, the concept of legacy is such an odd thing to consider, but, the fact that you're just doing it without meaning to do it and it's having a positive effect is just, it's so beautiful. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is so beautiful. And, you know, I think with the world as it is and people acting the way they do, art is so powerful. Oh, it's such a necessity. Oh, it, my God. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And it's scary. You know, it's the world's such a scary place, but it's um, it needs those things like creativity and art, and for some odd reason that we'll never understand, it's those things like music and art that just pumps through our veins and in the universe, and we we don't know why it's there, you know, but it affects us in the craziest ways and it inspires us, you know. It's like two year old kid you know, is just dancing to the music and he doesn't know why that's moving through him, you know, and it makes him feel this way that he just can't contain it anymore. I'm going to start moving. You know, it's like he doesn't know anything about dancing, obviously. doesn't even know how to talk, you know. <laughs> so it's just for some reason this these sorts of things are in our DNA and um, the world needs it, you know, and uh I'm so fortunate to be in a position where I can supply that. So, Do you think the inspiration for where the creative thoughts come from that both correct your work or passion or, as we've said, um, uh, the, the progress, no, what was the word? The um, process. Do you, do you think that it's the same kinds of things that are unexplainable where, where the origins of those things come from that are why the art is always going to be absolutely no I think it, and, you seems know, like it's the same thing right absolutely I think you come to a point in a piece and you're like I can go this direction or this direction and if I if I take this direction it means something different than the other road so it's a you know it's 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 the human touch that um makes everything so different and it's it's cause and effect and it's right and wrong and it's all of these things to consider so i don't know i think it's um it it boils down to you it boils down to, to donnie when, you know, what is he going to do you know and he has the control so and you do these things probably um subconscious you know and you don't know why it's just these things move through you 
and I, I'm a firm believer. I used to have dreams, and I used to wake up, and they were so emotional about these, these things coming into me that were just these thoughts of, of being successful and creating art. And I was like, that is so direct um, to have those dreams of being successful, and that I was, it was shocking. So, but it would go through my veins, and it was almost like a, an adrenaline rush. I would be like, oh my god, I. I have this thing in front of me, which I don't know what it is and I don't know how to touch it, but it's there and I have to have the tools. And over the, over the, over the time, over time, I think I've created the tools to utilize that thing that's in front of me. And you have to go through these life changes of, of things that happen to you to, to be able to grasp those things to, um, to create. So it's a, it's a wild one, man. Life's crazy. (laughs) It's so crazy. I, I mean, like I said, and I want to reiterate, I feel everyone is creative. I mean, and it's the power to create and make stuff. But being so involved and so engrossed in it as like the biggest lens through which we see all things day in and day out, yeah. it's just like surfing. It's one of the most beautiful ways to meter and measure yeah. where I am at. Not, It's more for self-reflection and yeah. being that walking a creative path. Um, rather than running it shows where you're at and where you're accountable to. Yeah, it's a funny one. I, you know, I think creativity in general flows in the universe, and I feel like you don't actually own any of it. It's just a frequency that you tap into, and if you're open to it, then it it will kind of overtake you. You know what I mean? And you're you're a vehicle, you're a vessel for it. So it's it's interesting, and I didn't really come. To thinking that until it was just like I was having these dreams and you know as a kid and knowing that I, w- I needed to do something and I don't know if that's just common drive or I don't know if that's just like um, you know just the, the want to get out of a small town to really experience much more but I knew that I wanted mo- I, w- I wanted more and um, yeah it was a trip so here we are <laughs> well from those dreams to your amazing work and the personal you are and the love you bring and the positivity that you share very intentionally <laughs> through your work and the way you carry yourself and your relationships are such a pleasure thank you oh man likewise i love it it's always such a, a lovely time to see you and, and chat and have those uh share those waves too yeah? <laughs> yeah, ready. Love you, man. all right see you guys Safety.